And is my sound okay? Yes. Welcome to Two Crazy Scoops Podcast with your hosts, Ao and Antino. This week, we have again another variety of topics to talk about. The same thing we say every single week. It's the same intro. You know what you're in for. 20,000 pounds of cheese balls. That's what this is all about. So, enjoy. (laughs) 20,000 pounds of cheese balls. That's great. Well, folks, we're here. We're gathered here today. To witness the death of season three. On the night of Thursday, the 1st of April, it was brutally murdered by Aaron Owens. Was that the first? Oh, you're right. It was the first. (laughs) It was an April Fool's joke. (laughs) (laughs) So this will be the last recorded episode for season three. And in season four... We want to take a little bit more time to research some of the things, uh, make it a little more interesting, maybe have some other fun stuff that we're going to plan, and that way we'll have more of a direction when we're uh, recording. And hopefully we'll... Because we've taken all the experience we have now, and we're going to mash it all together and make a, a podcast. A better podcast. (laughs) So stay tuned. This week, however, we are going to mash up a bunch of things together. So uh, I guess we can always start off with our uh, advice here. Aaron, uh, you got any advice for us this week? Uh, Yes, I do have advice this week. I forgot about that. Um, Now, this is in regards to finance and debt. Is that okay? Or do you think that's like a crazy topic? Or does it really... I mean, it's your advice, so you go ahead, feel free. You have okay, cool. Okay, all right. So, I figure usually I don't have advice because I feel like I am the worst person in the world to give advice. But um, this week, I actually have some that I think could be useful. Um, and let me know with you all think about this if you really want some like serious like tips on different things about that I can actually be serious for just a second. Otherwise, <laughs> we'll time um, you. You can be serious for about 30 seconds. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. After that, it's, it's too much after that. <clears throat> All right. So as far as uh, finances is concerned, the topic, the advice that I have is called the debt snowball method. And what this is, is a method for Ten paying seconds. off debt. Oh, God. Okay. Um <laughs> So what you do, this is going to take longer than 30 seconds. I know, I'm seconds. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I can't do it. <laughs> but if you, have, if you have debt, and it's possible due to the pandemic, maybe your job situation changed, money is not the same, whatever. A good tip that I've learned uh, for paying off debt is called the debt snowball. And what that is, is basically you take all of your debt and you basically write everything down Um not including your mortgage, though, but all your other uh, debts. Uh, and what you do is, and we're talking credit card, we're talking cars, we're talking everything, but not your, not just not including your utilities and stuff like that. 
And what you do is you put them in order from the largest bill to the smallest bill. So like if you owe $500 on one credit card, for example, that can go on there. And if you owe $1,000 on another credit card, that can go underneath that. And let's just say you owe $2,000 on a different credit card, that'll go underneath that. And you start with the smallest debt and you put it, you pay the minimums on all your debts except the smallest one. And on the smallest one, you put a little bit extra, whatever extra you can afford after you take care of your, your other bills like your utilities and food and rent and everything like that. Whatever you have left over that's extra, you put that towards that first debt and you pay it off as quickly as you can. Then you take that payment that you were paying. So let's just say you decided to pay $100 a month on that $500 credit card that was lined up first. Once you finish that credit card, then you go to the second credit card, which has $1,000. But you take whatever amount you were putting on that first credit card and you simply shift it down to the, to the next credit card. So if you were paying $100 a month, you would pay $100 a month for the second card, plus whatever the minimum was on the card that you were paying anyway. And you just keep doing that until you get all your debts paid off. And the question that often comes up is, doesn't it make sense to pay off the debts with the highest interest rate first? And that's called the avalanche method. And the answer to that question is uh, technically, yes, the avalanche method is quicker. If you put all your debts in order from the lowest interest to the highest and pay off the highest interest first. However, the reason why the snowball method works is because of psychology. We're human, and when we see progress, we have a tendency to stick with it. So by paying off the smaller bills first, your brain will say, ah, it feels good to have one debt done. Let me move on to the next debt, and I can actually see the progress. And so that's why the snowball method works uh, really well. Um, and that's my advice nice. for today. My financial advice is that you can buy a deer head at Bookman's for $250. Why would anyone want that? Okay, so if you're buying stuff like that, nine times out of ten, you have debt. So <laughs> our, both of our advice works. <laughs> so take all your books, get the credit, buy the deer head for 250 bucks in Bookman's credit, hang it on your wall, and have everyone ask you, why the heck do you have a deer head on your wall? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is funny nice but yeah that makes sense because like uh i mean the debt stuff's debt it sucks yes it does um and i mean there's a whole other program to it too but that's like the basic that's like how to get out of it get out of it and i've used it personally before and it has worked for me so figure i share that for anyone who wants some actual real advice Oh, <laughs> unlike the deer head, still you have to buy, buy the no, deer no, head. No, 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 your deer, the deer head fits more with the two crazy scoops, um, <laughs> you know, ide ideology. <laughs> well, I have a serious one too then. Okay. So I did get the vaccine and depending on who you are, one of the side effects may be that you can't raise your left arm or whatever arm you get it in. So if you're going to get the shot, get it in your non-dominant arm. And drink a lot of water because, yeah, you couldn't really do anything with it. I couldn't even lay on it. It was just, like, not fun. But I can raise it up now to, to a certain point, and then it hurts. Like, this is – before I could only raise it, like, this much. Then this morning it was this much, and then now it's, like, this much, but I still can't go all the way up. So, Interesting. 
Yes. No one's going to tell you. No one told me anything. They're just like, yeah, I didn't feel good. And you're like, okay. And then you get it. And you're like, I can't move my arm. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's what we meant. And I was like, why didn't you just tell me? <laughs> so get it in your non-dominant arm if you're going to get the vaccine. Anyways, uh, something cool that came out of all of this, though, is that apparently Krispy Kreme Donuts will give you a free donut every day this year if you've been vaccinated. So now instead of having COVID, you'll just have heart disease. <laughs> I was thinking diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> I got diabetes. It's a nice trade-off. So Yeah, exactly. You'll be fat and diabetic. <laughs> but you won't have COVID. <laughs> you won't have COVID. <laughs> I mean, really? That doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? I don't think they think someone's going to get a donut every day, but I haven't even tried it, actually. So, I mean, it didn't really draw me in. But who knows? Now that I said it, maybe I might just go get a donut. So. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Um, I, I, back in the day, though, I did used to love some Krispy Kreme, but I can't even eat them now. Because yeah. when you bite into it, it feels like you're just biting into, like, uh, just sugar. Heaven? I think you mean no. heaven. No. Mm-mm. A little piece of heaven. Nope. Nope. It's just nothing but sugar. And but I can't even... When did I you first go to a Krispy Kreme's? Where did, you have, where did they have them in Detroit? Uh, they did, yeah. They did have them in Detroit. But when I, went to the, when I went to New York, though... I think I was in New York, at least. I never was had I a Krispy Kreme there. All I had was Dunkin' Donuts. There's Dunkin' Donuts literally everywhere there. Okay, well, I'm trying to think now. Maybe I wasn't in Detroit. Maybe I was in Detroit when I... You know what? I can't remember. But it was around those It was around that. Those years, though. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking mid, mid-2000s. So I can't remember if I was still in Detroit. But when you used to go inside the factory or the store, there was actually... Uh, the, the one that I used to go to, it was actually like an assembly line where, where the donuts were actually being made. And you could see them floating down the grease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they get flipped. And then you can get them like straight out of it. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, well, they I don't, had it I don't in know if... Phoenix. They have one in Phoenix, and then they brought it to Tucson. But we used so to. So does just... oh, I'm sorry, do, do they make the donuts in there though? Yeah, they have the window okay. and everything. So I used to stand there okay. as a kid and just pretend to be interested, and they'd give me a free donut. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I did used to like that, like being able to watch it. And their donuts were way better, and I'm sure they still are better than like anything you'll find at Dunkin' Donuts. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It was good, huh? (laughs) When it comes to donuts, I'm not really picky about it. Oh no, I was just saying, Krispy Kremes were, in my opinion, they were better than Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Um, Because I've had some donuts. I've had some donuts that were just not good. Not really that good at all. Not necessarily from Dunkin' Donuts, but just in general. Yeah, I think at Dunkin' Donuts one time we got them and they were like rock hard. So I was telling my grandmother, I was like, what if we just throw it at the window and if it breaks their window, then it's their own fault. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So that was that. You get a free donut. Um, the next thing is that I was going to talk about something else they came up with, which is like electronic fabric. They're trying to add, like, different light fibers 
electronic fibers to garments so that you can just change the color of it. Is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah, and in fact, it's so funny because some years ago, I had um, thought of an idea. Unfortunately, it was already taken, though. But I had thought it was an original idea of uh, coming up with some shoes that have a that have that uh, e-ink display on them, where you can change, go in your phone and like change them. Oh yeah. But then when I when I googled it, it was a company who was already doing it. But I don't even know whatever happened to that company though, because it's not like I see I don't really see them around that often. But their concept was really cool though, uh, because they had it set up where like they actually charge while you walk. And just for the record, e ink is this display that's used inside of a Kindle. So if you've ever had a Kindle, which I did like ten years ago, um, it's that display, and it only uses power when you like turn the page or change anything. Uh huh. Otherwise, it's just a static image on the screen, and so that's why it's, it was really popular back in you know in book readers, and and it still is in some Kindles. Um, of course, they have the one with the LED screens now too, the color screens. But like like about ten years ago, Kindles I feel like were all the rage, and Barnes and Nobles had one called the Nook. Um, I think the Nook so, died, didn't it? I, I well, actually, they still make it, but it's a tablet now. Oh, I don't I don't know if they use the eating display anymore uh-huh. but but all the book readers used to use those and so um yeah it was it's a pretty cool technology and they even have color e-ink displays um what would you want to put on your shoes so what it, what it is is you have a white shoe and the side panels have the e-ink display on it well what do you want so you can say, put though? you can put you can make whatever you can change designs whatever so i wouldn't just keep one thing on there i would change it all the time what if you made a cover over any shoe that you could put on any shoe? If I made a cover? Yeah, so instead of making the shoes like that, you can make a cover for the shoe that would just display things like that? Is that possible or no? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's another idea. Um, to buy, so, because that way, um, I think that might be more accessible to people. Um, they can just use it with any shoe and take it off of one shoe and put it on a different pair versus having to wear that particular shoe. So that is a good idea. I don't know if anyone's come up with that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something worth looking into, though. Well, now we've just broadcast it to everyone, so hey. Uh, no one who listens to this is interested <laughs> oh, in patenting geez. a no shoe cover. No one that listens to this is smart enough. To- <laughs> <laughs> I See, I didn't say that. You jerk. I did not say that. I did not say that. I said no one listening is going to patent this idea. That's all I said. <laughs> I don't question our fans' intelligence. <laughs> Although, if you're listening to this podcast, though. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I just thought it was kind of it was interesting. I'm not sure how comfortable the fabric is, but if you could change the color of it, that would be cool. But I was thinking more so on, like, a uniform type of sense for, like, businesses and stuff. If they just mm-hmm. had, like, a logo and the name of the person, you could just change that, like, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You know? But I just don't I don't see what the practicality of it is besides that. Did I send you the video about it, though? Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. I'll shoot that over to you real quick. Because in it, you can see kind of how they... It's, like, a lot. A pretty long long fabric and it looks pretty cool it's like this blue 
I would guess it's not LED, but they're like illuminating fibers. It almost looks like jellyfish. Okay. Yeah, I have seen something like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's different technology. There's there's actually different technologies that they're using to do that. So I'm curious to see which one this one is. Because you and then they have it on gloves too, which if they light up, it probably would make sense in order to have it. Um, but like as a safety nah. and safety. Oh yeah, yeah, that looks pretty cool. Like now I wonder, can you actually, um, can you actually wash it though? I think that's what they're trying to do. Maybe you could dry clean it. I don't know what they would do with it, but. It's yeah, just, uh, that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, that would be that would be my only question. It's like, how do you clean it? Like, I wonder if there's a way where you can like maybe remove the electronic part or the screen part, um, or is it actually like woven into the actual fabric? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm not sure about. It looks like it's actually like woven in, so I guess you just wouldn't. I don't know. That's pretty cool though. That actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, so that's where that's going. I also found something else about uh, more stuff about the AI thing. Uh-huh. They have a robot. Her name's Sophia. Its name is Sophia, and it can <laughs> it can speak, <laughs> joke, sing, and it even makes art. And I was it watching. It makes what? It makes art. Oh, okay. I was watching a video, and the guy was talking to it, and he gave it the question like. If you had, you know, like the whole like train scenario where there's five people on one track and one person on a separate track mm-hmm. and the train's going down and you have to pull a lever to see, would you kill five people or would you just kill one person? Mm-hmm. I think it opted to kill five people. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you gave it a choice and it made a choice. So you can't get mad at it. That's its decision and it has the right to its opinion. <laughs> uh, hey, that, that kind of reminds me. This is kind of a slightly different topic, but it just reminded me of it when you mentioned it. Um, do you remember that AI bot? Um, and I can't think of its name, but that AI Twitter bot that Microsoft made a few years back. Oh, and it, like, became racist or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. So just in case anyone who's listening doesn't know that story, basically Microsoft um, made a a Twitter bot. And the idea was for the Twitter bot to be able to tweet by itself. But what it does is it, it learns, like, it basically learned from people, like, what to tweet. So <laughs> I think um, I think it started off. I think its very first tweet was supposed to be I think it was like, hello, world or something like that. Something really nice. And so as you tweet at this bot, it would learn from you. And so eventually, <laughs> eventually that thing said uh, it started tweeting out some crazy stuff. I, I don't even know if I should repeat it or not. Probably not. Oh, uh, OK. <laughs> Well, yeah, it started tweeting some terrible things, and um, it was just funny. And so Microsoft had to turn it off uh, because the, it just went rogue. I think it was all within one day. I think, I think like one day. I think it was one day, or maybe a maybe or maybe two days. It didn't stay online long because people just start start saying 
horrendous things to it, I guess. Well, it's the internet. It's Twitter, by the way, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it was just so funny to see how it just. If you if you want to Google it, it's called Tay. That was the name of it. Tay AI T. So it's a T A Y Tay. That was the name of the bot. And if you just Google some of its uh, tweets, they're actually pretty funny. It started off by saying, hello, world, to just world destruction <laughs> tweets after that. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that that's a little bit off topic, I guess. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> on March 30th, 2016, Microsoft accidentally re-released the bot on Twitter, on Twitter while <laughs> testing it. Able to tweet again, Tay released some drug-related tweets. <laughs> I didn't realize they. I didn't realize they accidentally re-released it again. <laughs> <laughs> the bot was quickly taken offline again. That is too funny. Oh my goodness, that is hilarious. Yeah, I didn't realize they did that. <laughs> I don't know. It's on I Wikipedia, knew, so I, I knew they unleashed it, but I didn't realize that. The, how do you accidentally put it back on Twitter? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, I mean, it's just people. It's just people are. It's Twitter. There's no like. I, I know. That's I what's get funny. It. You think that these things, once the higher up you get, that they get more secure or more this, and it's like no. It's just. You know what I think happened? I think the dude who was responsible for it said, "All right, I'm going to put this online, and I'm going to go to lunch. And when I come back, I'll see what happens." <laughs> it was like when they well, sent uh, the people in Hawaii that there was a nuclear bomb coming. You remember that? Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I do remember that. On yeah, the iPhones. But that was a yeah, 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 I, yeah. I remember that. I don't know, man. And um, and that also reminds me of of another of something else too. Uh, do you remember that um, hearing about that robot? Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. It was a robot that they made, and this and this the goal was for it to travel across the country. Oh yeah, and they like threw it in a lake or something. <laughs> Somebody fun. Oh wait, what was, what was it called? Oh, I gotta look it up real quick. Across the U.S. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I'm it, gonna... people just hate stuff, man. <laughs> oh okay. All right, it says Hitchbot was a Canadian. Says... Yeah, it says, uh, it seems the tough streets of Philadelphia were too much for a friendly little robot named from Ontario. All the Hitchbot wanted to do was see the United States. But just two weeks after it started cross-country journey in Boston, Hitchbot's trip has come to an unfortunate end. Last night, the cute robot was vandalized and apparently decapitated in Philadelphia. (laughs) So, oh yeah, yeah, so this robot was made to hitchhike across the country. I think that's what it was. So you pick it up off the road, you know, you take it to however far you can take it, and then you drop it off, and then someone else can pick it up and take it. And the idea was to get it uh, across the country. And it's so sad. It looks so nice and happy. And then when you look at it after someone, <laughs> somebody destroyed that thing. It says, Hitchbot, the cheerful hitchhiking robot that made cross-country. That's what it is. It had made cross-country trips around, across Canada, the Netherlands, and Germany. Of course. Had intended you... to travel across the United States as well. Instead, it survived all of 300 miles on the mean streets of the USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This thing had been across many countries. They tried to come to America, and it's like, nope. <laughs> uh, we 
don't want your kind here. <laughs> they destroyed that thing. So it just reminds me of, uh, yeah, the times that we're living in. Oh, it's too funny. My also worth limited. You must ask the right question. Yeah, right? Uh, so that's also worth Googling if you want to see something, if you want to see that Hitchbot. <clears throat> I think this whole podcast is just us asking people to Google things that we find funny. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll have it in Instagram too. Oh, that so. is true. I'm not sure if I'll put the decapitated robot part on it, but oh, I no, will you definitely should. have no, the no, family it's, it's friendly hiking. No, no, it's not that bad. I'm looking at it right now. It's, uh, it's not that bad. It looks like R2D2 without his head on. And some legs and some arms nearby. But you know that where they... Well, anyway. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, I'm sorry. I, uh, the world doesn't like robots, Aaron. Or AI. Or AI. And AI no, it's doesn't like, like people. Yeah, no. And it's so funny because you see those movies where the, the AI turns against humans. Because it's like, hey, I'm saving you from yourselves by destroying you all. And you wonder why, and it's like, well, this is a perfect example. <laughs> I think that's like the Avengers Age of Ultron. I saw this meme, and it was like Ultron spent five minutes on the internet and realized it needed to end humanity. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Say, I'm sorry, I missed that. Say that one more time. I said Ultron spent like five minutes on the internet and realized it needed to end humanity, and that was the whole like plot for that film. It was. It really was. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, sheesh, man. What a dark. It's out. the truth. He looked online and was like, uh-uh, nope, uh-uh, let's start from scratch, because <laughs> y'all have gone too far, <laughs> which logically, I mean, when you think of it from a logical, when you- Aaron when kills you, the five people on the train, that's what his choice would be. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, what would you do with that, Aaron? Well, obviously, you would want to hurt the least amount of people. That's true. I hate this question because it's so hypothetical that it's there's so many factors involved. It's like, would the switch even work? Would the switch make it so that the tra- the train went like sideways and just right, right, and, and killed everybody, <laughs> <laughs> the five and the one? Are there people uh, in the train? And right, well, I've heard that that uh, that um, it's not a riddle. It's like um, yeah, I've I've seen some of those different stories or like one. One had it where, like, if you were driving and you were losing control of your car and you could steer it either to the left or to the right while you were spinning out of control. And there's three people in the way on both directions. On one side, you have, uh, you know, like a mom and dad and their, their kid. And on the third side, you got like, you know, uh, some middle aged people and one elderly person. And it's like, well, which do you choose? You know, because the numbers are the same. Three people could get hurt, but which three do you hurt? The old people or the younger people? You know, stuff like that. I've seen different scenarios like that. And it's like, what do you do? Oh, you know what? I know what it was because what happened was um, I was looking at a video and they were talking about uh, self-driving cars. That's what it was. And so as humans, you know, we can make certain decisions. But for a device, you kind of have to program it. Like, what do you do? And so as a human, you, a person may decide, well, I'm going to go towards the older people because, you know, they've lived their life. And, <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, you know what I'm saying? Versus the younger people. And it's just a scenario, but it's a real, it's a potential possibility. Yeah. You know, it's rare that that would happen, but I'm just using that as an example. 
Um, what would you do? A person would have to make that decision. A robot, if you give it the numbers, all it knows is that, hey, there's three people here and three people there. Which way do I try to veer? Mm -hmm. You know. So that, those are some of the questions that were raised with self-driving cars. And that's part of the reason why I think um, the progress has kind of slowed a little bit. Because I don't know if you remember, but they had them all over Phoenix for a while. Someone died, right? They crashed. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, someone got hit. And then they kind of paused it. And now, now, granted, that incident didn't happen because of this particular scenario that we're talking about. But those questions have come up while developing these uh, cars. And so, of course, you have to keep that in mind. Like, hey, how are we going to program these things to not, you know, to do the least amount of harm? And some decisions, how do you program them to make the decision? Like, the car can't analyze, you know, people's ages and things like that. And, you know, so it's just all these different factors. And even though these situations may be rare if they ever come up, they will come the up. fact the fact is that yeah, over time, eventually those scenarios will come up. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Just like an iRobot. I don't know if you remember iRobot, but I do. That's similar. what I was quoting when he's like, "My responses are limited. You must ask the right question." Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you were. I forgot. He's like, "Who killed Doctor So and So?" And he's like, "That is the right question." <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> I'm like, but that doesn't answer it. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, iRobot, what a film! I the only thing I liked about that movie because I saw it a lot. I mean, when it came out, when did it come out? It came out a long time ago. But when he's just like sitting there and drawing with his hands with the two pencils, mm -hmm. and he's like just drawing lines, but the lines are creating like this art thing. I don't yeah. know if you remember that scene. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I wish I could do which, that. Which that scene came true at the end. Um, it was 2004. Oh, wow. And what's funny is it takes place in 2035. <laughs> well, there you go. You're not that far. Yeah, that was a good... Yet. I know, right? Isn't that funny? 2004, 2035 sounded like a long way away. But in 2021, it doesn't sound like it's that far. Yeah, they won't have that stuff by then. Like I said, I there's know. so many like moral things that they have to like break through in order to get to that point. Because they tried putting like sweat, uh, like these police dogs, robotic police dogs. Did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. I think they shut it down. Because it's like, at what point are you monitoring people too much? You know. Well, yeah. Well, what's funny is in some countries though they do have that. They have that technology where everyone gets scanned. Everyone's facial, rec you know, face is getting recognized by computers, and they keep a track of you. Like in China, for example, mm -hmm. that's how it is. You got cameras everywhere, and there's no privacy laws over there. <laughs> over here, we make a big deal out of it, but there, it's like, nope. If you're walking around, we we get to see who you are and where you're at. So it's interesting. It's almost like out of a movie because there was a movie. I think it was an iRobot where people are walking. Is that the where people are walking around and you could see advertisements beamed right in front of you and stuff like that, or was that a different movie? Uh, I forget that, but I, I mean, like, I don't really remember too much from the film. It might have been in there. Yeah, but anyway, that's reality now. Um, I mean, that, what that's, are that's the thing though? If you're programming robots or you have AI, I mean, obviously there's two different viewpoints on privacy here, and there's a different view of privacy in China. So then, like, how do you program a robot to know, like, you only do it off of what you think is right, and other people think other things are right. So what do you tell a robot is right or wrong, you know? Because there's so many ideas culturally based. Uh, people think some things are right and some things are wrong, and other things are right and other things are wrong. 
Right, and that's and uh, yeah, that's the big question. Exactly. Um and that's what I was saying. Some people like that scenario I was giving you earlier, some people may decide to go towards the older people. <laughs> and some people go towards the younger people. I'm serious. It's like, but what do you so what do you do? What's the moral decision? You're in a you're in a car, it's uncontrollable, but you can try to steer it one way. Who do you go towards? You know. So those are tough questions to ask, but again, they're realistic scenarios that could happen. And so, you know. Thankfully, I've never been in that position. But if I am, yeah. I'll remember this moment and I'll be like, man, I wish I was never in this position. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. Yeah, I think we've been talking about AI a little too much. But it is very interesting to me. But something that also is interesting is the Louvre has digitized 482,000 works. So you can go online and you can go on their website and look at all of these like old paintings and stuff. If you've ever, have you ever been to the Louvre? Uh huh. You have? What the heck, dude? You've been like everywhere. I've yeah, never been I'm, to the Louvre. <clears throat> yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely worth it. It was definitely worth going. I will be the first to admit that I am not necessarily the the biggest art museum fan personally, but the Louvre was definitely worth going to. It was really interesting. Very interesting, and, and there's a lot of history. And what I, the only thing I regret is that I didn't do one of their. They have like these self. I mean, they have like these tours you can take, and they kind of explain a little bit more about history, and the different painting, the history of a lot of the paintings. And even though you can read a lot of stuff, I, I wish I had took an actual guided tour where mm-hmm. someone broke it down. I would have enjoyed that even more. But it was, yeah, it was definitely a, an amazing experience, though. <clears throat> yeah, art and history has always fascinated me. Um, but I do hate learning about it, my goodness. Well, I, what, what's funny is I've never been a big history fan, but I've, I have taken tours. Like I, I did take a tour at the Met mm-hmm. uh, in New York, and it was very interesting because you get to hear the history behind the different pieces, and like they walk you through time almost, and you, you go from one time period to the next. So if I had did something like that at the Louvre, I would have enjoyed it even more. Oh, and a side point, the Mona Lisa is extremely small. <laughs> Oh, really? I was very, I was, yeah, I was very surprised at how small that painting is. <laughs> You're like, oh, come on, it, man. <laughs> yeah, to see it in real life. I was like, that's it? It's this little tiny little thing. I was like, unbelievable. So, yeah. Wow. I don't know. I, we went to the Met one time and we were walking around and I found a tour group and me and Hannah were just kind of like, go, like shadowing them a little bit. We were just pretending to look at other things, but also listening to what they were saying. And it is pretty interesting to hear about all the history of these things, uh, mm-hmm. especially like the stuff from Egypt and all that stuff. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, like, I look at my life now, and then you see how life was for other people. Right. It's just interesting to see. Um, like, the thing that always got me was, like, the hand-to-hand combat stuff. Like, if you were a soldier for, like, these mm. big old, you know, places, mm-hmm. it's like, how do you go and just, like, fight people with swords? Like, this huge old crowd coming at you, you know? Right. That was always just, like, so crazy to me. And you don't even have the resources that we have today to repair your arm or your leg should Mm -hmm. anything go wrong, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know what substances people were on then either because I know the Nazis did a lot of drugs in order to do the things they did. So I don't know. That's history for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, so it's, when history in context and when you can actually see something that is from that time period and have someone explain it to you, to me, that's an interesting way to learn history. But in school, through textbooks and pictures and stuff, it's like, mm. yep, I'd much rather be doing anything else right now but this. So, Well, I had one class, and it was history class, and then we had humanities class, which was mm-hmm. like the opposite of history. History class was like, here's why America is so great, and humanities mm-hmm. class was like, here's all the atrocities that have gone on throughout humanity. And you're like, what right. the heck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember walking out of that class, it was like 8th grade, and I would just go and like I would just be like, oh my gosh, what is life? These right. things are terrible. Yeah. We learned about, uh, well, we had to watch Hotel Rwanda, if you've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. We had to watch uh, Life is... I always get it mixed up. There's like a Christmas movie called Life is Beautiful, and then there's this other movie that's about... It's a comedy, kind of. It's not really a comedy, but it's like a... It's about a guy. Uh, it's like an Italian, and this guy has a kid. And I think I told you about it, but you never saw it. And like they're going through the concentration camps and all that stuff, but he's trying to make it like a game for him. It's called Life Is Beautiful as well. Is it? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm asking. I don't know. I could be wrong because I always get that mixed up. And they're like, "You mean the Christmas movie?" And I'm like, "No, no, it's not the Christmas movie. It's this movie about." Yeah, it's called Life Is Beautiful. That's it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Another sad movie. It's got like a happy. Hmm tone to it but then the ending is just like ugh. hmm interesting and then i don't know why they had this uh, why am i talking about this we're we're supposed to be happy happy (laughs) the happy podcast (laughs) yes history is very interesting just don't go too deep into it agreed i'm probably gonna cut that out (laughs) (laughs) that's fine uh let's see let's see but yeah, I am interested in seeing paintings. I think it's very cool to see how um, people can interpret what they see around them and make you feel a certain way, even though you've never known them. We all can kind of look at this one thing and, and see how it relates to us or uh, some makes you feel happy, it makes you feel uh, longing, or it makes you feel, you know, uh, I don't know, in awe. Yeah, I've just never been rich enough to buy paintings that I'd want. But if I could, I'd have paintings all over the place. Well, you don't need to buy them. Um, you can create better artwork than most most artists that I've seen who are acclaimed or whatever. Well, that's all a shell game, anyways, because like you can do like tax write offs for like if you buy a big art, like those big old paintings that just have like a dots on them or something dumb like that. But I don't know. It's all about it's all a popularity contest, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when it comes to art, I realized that pretty quickly in Tucson. Yeah, exactly. D. Medeiros is like the one in Tucson where they have all the paintings of the cactus. Mm-hmm. Every person in the foothills has at least one of her paint or their painting. I don't know if it's a him or her. Actually, I always assumed it was a her. One of their paintings in mm-hmm. their house. It's kind of like a cliche thing for Tucson. Hmm. Yeah, that's art. Now they want me to sign up for their email, and I'm not going to, so I'm done researching. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, okay, what else we got? We have sealed Super Mario Bros. sells for $660,000, shattering the record for the most expensive game ever. Mm-hmm. So a cartridge sold for that much. You know, it's so funny because every time I see stories like that, <clears throat> it what it reminds me 
it's one of those things that makes me look back and go, what? why didn't I save stuff from that time? Uh-huh. I remember going into Toys R Us as a kid and getting a Nintendo original. And if I had a, if I had known what then what I know now, I would have bought a couple of extra copies and just saved them, you know, of those NES games and the systems. Yeah. And then, you know, I had no idea that, you know, you know, it is what it is. But you never know, though. Even now, like they had those Pokemon cards that a lot of people are unboxing and stuff, and that's selling mm-hmm. for like a large <laughs> amount of money. My dad, yeah. my dad always told me, like, oh, well, this stuff will be more valuable in the future. But then I was like, eh, I don't really care. Like, it didn't make a difference to me then. Not that it really does now either. I just, I think it's funny to put value on cards or games or. Yeah. And I had original Pokemon cards too. Yeah. And same thing. I was like, oh, these could be worth something one day. And I held onto them for a long time. But then, you know, throughout the years, as you move and go different places, it's like you lose track of that stuff. So I don't know where it is. I had Pokemon cards. I had, you know, all the systems that have come out since then that are now very rare. <clears throat> if I had a kept original sealed copy of all those, <clears throat> I mean, then I, I mean, I could be making a lot of money. There's I could have made a lot of money. There's got to be a movie out there like that, though. Kind of like not like Back to the Future when he because he gets the almanac, right? Or something. And then he figures out when all this stuff is. But like someone who like goes back in time and like buys all this stuff and hoards it for years and then just somehow like loses it to like some war or something that he caused because he went back. And mm-hmm. I was like, was it all <laughs> worth it? <laughs> all right. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy, man. Time travel. Yeah, st- time sto- travel. Stories, stories like that are annoying me because I just like, I, I was there. I was there. <laughs> I could have bought that several copies and just kept them. If I had no, if I just hold on to this for 30 years, this is going to be worth half a million dollars. Well, what do Ugh. you think, again, if things go on, what do you think the you can hold on to now that's going to be worth something in 30 years? Well, that Mario game for Switch is already on eBay for like $10,000. Are you they, serious? Th- mm-hmm. Dude, why do, we got to sell them. The, the, the Mario 3D. Yeah, the uh, All-Stars or whatever. Yeah. Now, there's some people who got it on there for less than that, but. Some one some people put it up there for like thousands of dollars because you know they discontinued it after March thirty first. Yeah, I know. We should have bought a yeah. bunch of them. Yeah, and then yeah, I know, right? I I bought one for me, but me, me too. And then I have uh, the little Game and Watch that could be worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The re release, the thirty fifth anniversary re release, that could be worth some money. Um, yeah, game systems now would be worth a lot in thirty years. You know, buy them and leave them sealed. I remember thinking, I was like, when I got my Wii U, I was like, I'm going to keep this. And then I was like, nah, I'm selling it. All the games I want are on Switch now. So I sold it. But now, like, the Wii U price is, like, jacked up now <laughs> because it's, like, they're rare because they, Nintendo didn't sell that many of them overall. No, that was a failed <clears throat> console. Yeah, I might need to go back and get another Wii U. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky game trying to hold on to stuff because sometimes you just think like oh 30 years of you know whatever i had no idea so yeah when i see stuff like this i'm like oh. i'd like to talk to someone who did save that stuff though mm-hmm. like you do have to like you said when you're moving you have to keep it safe and you have to worry about it all the time it just feels like it take up a lot of headspace yeah and i mean I'm, i moved all over the place i moved a lot of and, and each you know 
each time I move, I feel like I dumped a lot of stuff. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't keep all this junk. Cause yeah, I'm he's not taking a, his I'm, Pokemon cards everywhere he goes. Yeah, like I'm not a hoarder. So I'm just like, no. <laughs> so. Definitely an interesting topic. So speaking of interesting topics, Aaron, we have our responses to the Instagram stories. So I'd All like right. to thank everybody for, you know, supporting the podcast, giving us something interesting to talk about. It's been fun so far. Some of them I can't talk about, and some of them I can. <laughs> so, one of the questions is, where do you want to travel after pandemic's over, and why? Why? Um, I want to go to my parents' house. That's where I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, How about that I want to go. I want to go to Angola because I've never been to mainland Africa at least before. And now I, that I know some people there, I have connections. That's one of them. I also want to go to Japan. I've never been anywhere in Asia before, so Japan is also on my list. Um, and. I want to go to um, to San Diego too, nearby, just to go to the beach. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go to California and New York. I just like New York though. I've never really ventured out of the country that much, so I don't have any aspirations to go other places. But I did want to take a road trip that we were talking about though, like through to go visit some people around uh, different states and stuff. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Yeah. Road trips are always fun. Um, I would love to do a road trip. I don't, yeah, I don't, you know where I, and oh, another place I want to go is Cedar Point, which uh, was my favorite amusement park growing up. And that is located in Ohio. And it is one of the best amusement parks in the world. If you are a roller coaster fan, because they have world record breaking roller coasters there. World and, people breaking roller coasters. Yeah. Yeah, so if you are a roller coaster fan and you've never been to Cedar Point before, Ohio, then you should definitely go. But yeah, I want to go back to Cedar Point. I haven't been there in a couple of years, so. I'm not a fan of roller coasters, so I'll let you go. If you die on a roller coaster, I'll have a really uh, interesting book to write, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes, you would. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, name a trend from your childhood teen years that you want to come back. Trend. Uh, I don't remember trends too well. There's, there's two trends that I like um, that I can that first pop into my head. One is the, the jean outfits. So there was a period of time, late 90s, early 2000s, like 99, 2000, where you would have like the jean, like jeans and a jacket and they would match. And so these jean outfits were like really popular during that time period. And it was, and, it was, and they would come in all different colors, not just blue jeans, but you would have the red and the green and the all different colors, right? And they had different like faded patterns in them. It was it was cool at the time. It was really sharp at the time. And I had a teacher who used to always come in with because they were expensive too. 
<laughs> and I and one of my teachers in high school used to always have like a fresh jean outfit on like every day, different color, every single day. It was so funny. Uh, I'm like, how much money did she spend on that? Because those outfits were very expensive. I'm talking like a couple hundred bucks for one outfit. Wow. And so that's one thing I used. To, I wouldn't mind if it came back. And then the other thing is another trend from again late '90s was the um, the Looney Tune jerseys. Everyone used to wear jerseys with the Looney with a Looney Tune um, cartoon character on it, and that was kind of like when Looney Tunes was making an, another comeback, partially due to the popularity of Space Jam. Ah. And so. Um, yeah, so the the Looney Tune jersey. So you would have a jersey, and it would have Taz on it, but the updated version of him, and and all these you know different cartoon characters. It was it was a pretty cool trend there. So I would love to see that come back. Did you have a Pepe Pew one? That one might be worth some money. I know, right? It's seriously, <laughs> yeah, seriously, um, yeah. Um, Doctor Seuss books. <laughs> Doctor Seuss books. <laughs> Doctor Seuss. Did you know that, that oh, those books that they banned all sold out? They did? Yeah. I went on Amazon trying to find a copy. I'm like, oh, this could be worth some money now. Oh, and, the and they were all, Yeah, and all, they're all gone. I thought that was kind of funny. Cause I'm like, I, I haven't thought of Dr. Seuss since, you know, 93. And, uh, and now all of a sudden it's like a big deal. It's just funny how that comes up. But, yeah, um, yeah, those are some trends. That, those are the first ones that popped up into my head that I can think of that I thought were were uh were pretty cool i wouldn't mind seeing it come back yeah i don't really care for trends that much i just kind of i don't know is podcasting a trend yeah it is a trend now that's true so i guess i do care about trends yeah ones in the past i don't know i wasn't really too crazy about them i didn't really care what i wore i just always wore baggy clothes it seemed like so I could grow into them. Then at a certain point, my parents realized I wasn't going to be growing anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I think they're just nostalgic, I think. So then what is something... <clears throat> this is another one from another listener. What is something that instantly makes you nostalgic or just takes you back in time? I feel like music does that for me and smells do that for me. Mm-hmm. There's like certain smells that you're like, oh, this smells like my friend's house <laughs> when mm-hmm. you were a kid or music you can hear a song sometimes actually i'll only listen to a song like i save songs for people like i have a song that i only listen to to remind myself of that time when i was with those people or something like that so it's like i create time capsules with music and like i desperately try to avoid listening to it because i don't want to ruin that feeling because you can really take you back yeah i would agree music is definitely something that takes me back certain when i hear certain songs and so for me, um, you know, songs, my favorite decade of music is definitely the 90s, for sure. So when I hear songs from the 90s, especially early 90s, then, yeah, that takes me back. Um, that's very nostalgic for me. Um, and then, well, we kind of talked about video games, but just hearing, uh, you know, hearing those articles about these games that are that were on the original Nintendo selling and for over half a million dollars, I mean, that... Those stories remind me of me playing Nintendo as a kid, you know. So that brings me back. Um, yeah, sometimes I'll even not even to be nostalgic, but to try to get in the mind of relatives of mine who are who are older than me, obviously, 
sometimes I'll watch old movies and try to view it from their perspective to kind of see like what what they were how they viewed it at the time, you know, mm-hmm. and just how that's changed in, into what I am being sold, I guess, and see the similarities between the two in a mm-hmm. weird way of like commercializing stuff. But I do that with music. I do that with TV shows or movies. Just like go back to the 80s and watch this and think like, okay, this was playing on TV at that time. What were the things that people were like laughing at or the concerns they had or things that were going on during that time that they joke about, but they were pretty serious issues for the time. Mm -hmm. I always find that it's an interesting way to just go back, uh, watch a parody of life, I guess, in a way. Yeah. So, we asked, how many hours have we recorded so far? I literally have no idea. Well, just think, an episode... So, in season one, we had 15 episodes, right? Yes, and some of them were 15 minutes, some of them were an hour. Okay. And then, in season two, we had, what, 12 or 13, we said? Yes. 12? And that's not including the coffee break episodes and stuff like that. Uh, no. Okay, so, and then season three. Okay, so 24, 36. So, I'm going to take a wild guess and say about 40. About 40? Mm-hmm. And I think in total we have about 50 hours. Okay. <laughs> Just because some of the stuff we don't have out yet. Or, oh, that's true. That's true. Where we haven't put out. There was one episode we did about Spotify, and we talked about our the music that was our top ones for the year 2020. Mm-hmm. And the audio got kicked off um, because of the program we were using. So I was responding to you before you said anything. Or, like, you would say something, and then I'd respond and talk over you. So it kind of just really... <laughs> You wouldn't finish your sentence, and I would have already been responding to it. It was very... And then it just got worse as the episode went on and i haven't been able oh, to oh i think well i think that can be fixed though yeah i haven't taken the time to do it that can be fixed because aren't the audio tracks separate yes but when you have a glitch like you know how you're glitching in in uh, zoom right now every now and then okay so every time you would glitch the way that we were recording it it would have set you back and it would have set me forward it's a weird i don't know how to describe it because it was just putting them at weird points. Or maybe it was just the way I was editing it. I don't know, actually. Okay. Well, we can take a look at it. But if they're separate audio tracks, you can usually line it up so that it won't do that. But if it's just one audio track, then, yeah, I don't really know what to do about that. Yeah. And then there's, and then there's episodes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we've edited out. So we've probably put a little, you know, we've put over 40 hours into it that's actually available to listen to. But there's a lot that's unreleased or we have to cut out because... Of whatever reason. <laughs> uh, like Antonio just has, you just don't know. He has a sailor mouth. And so sometimes we have to mouth, cut. Yes. <laughs> so we just have to cut a lot of stuff out. And then we have the last, it's not even a question. It is a question. It says, where am I and why haven't I gotten any ice cream yet? And if you're listening to this, you know who you are. I'm guessing that you're in your room. <laughs> just walk to the doorway, take two steps to the right, take three steps to the left, and then take four steps to the right. You'll be in front of your freezer, open it up, and I guarantee you have ice cream in there because you always have ice cream. 
If there's anyone that I know that has ice cream, you have it. I don't even have ice cream because I can't fit it in my stinking freezer. <laughs> wow. You know this person very well. Yes. They have snacks strategically placed all throughout their room. It is wonderful when you go over. You know, we could send this person some ice cream through Amazon. <laughs> okay. I won't by Probably, but that's <laughs> the whole fun of this idea. Exactly, exactly. Okay, I'm all for it. I am all for it. I don't think you can do that, though. It'd probably have to be like... um. Uh, well, Amazon may not do it, but we can buy ice cream and ship it to them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find the slowest speed possible. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. When I was working at Amazon one time, I picked up this box and it was leaking fluid. Oh. And so I just put it on the help because there was no one around me. I just put it on the uh, the, the problematic ones. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I just kept scanning because I was like, I can't take time to tell somebody because we have to get this stuff done. So I just like chose the lesser of two evils and just ignored it. And then I left the row and someone came up and they're like, oh, my gosh, what happened here? And I, yeah. I didn't have time to explain it because there were so many people gathered around them. And then they, like, announced over the loudspeakers. They're like, because they had, uh, they had um, Otter Pops. Mm-hmm. They were like, if you guys are going to eat Otter Pops, do not eat them in the aisles. We had a really bad spill over here, a lot of lot. And I was like, it wasn't an Otter Pop. It was like, I was like shipping soda or something. Oh, wow. I don't know what they were shipping, but it was leaking. And by the time it gets to me when I'm when I'm uh, sorting it, there's like at least seven other people that should have seen that it was leaking. So, right. So it was like, okay. Wow. Huh. Interesting. I do have a quick question for you. I don't know if you want to answer this or not, but um, it's about uh, Amazon. You know how they have uh, some people were saying that it was so strict in there that you couldn't stop and go to the restroom and stuff like that. From your experience, was that true, or was that a little was that exaggerated, or uh, was it partially true? I don't actually know because where I worked, it's managed by certain people, and it was mm-hmm. a new Amazon. They, they built it not that long ago. It's been like two oh. years, I think. Okay, so it was a new facility. It's a new facility, and the managers were young. And they seem to be above board on everything. But I worked at the distribution center. I can't tell you about the fulfillment center, which is a different uh, beast. Oh, so those complaints were from the fulfillment center. I think it was. And those things seem to be more of a different beast. I do know someone who works there, and he would be a better answer that question um, at a fulfillment center, the one here on Kolb. Um, but do you, do you think he would uh, want to come on and talk about it? If you're employed by Amazon, I wouldn't risk it because Amazon owns Spotify and Spotify owns Anchor, and we're <laughs> Amazon. They'll does find not a own way. Spotify. They will find Amazon a way. Does not own Spotify. They don't. No. Oh, who does then? Spotify owns Spotify. I don't know, man. Well, then. Well, technically, te- technically, the um, the stockholders are the ones who own the company. Technically, it's a publicly traded company. So there is a podcast that I listen to every now and then when it find they have stories like pieces that they do. Uh-huh. Besides that, the podcast is all just about political garbage, and I don't really care for listening to it. But they do some very interesting pieces on issues like that, like what you were talking about. There was a lady. Okay. There was a lady who died working at Amazon. She was like mm. she fell over and died, and they were still having them work around her. Well, I'm sure that I'm I'm going to assume. 
and I'm going to be as positive as possible. And I'm going to assume that when she fell over, no one knew she was actually dead at that moment. Well, what happened was she was complaining that she didn't feel good and then mm-hmm. she ended up collapsing and they just had her there and they had everyone keep working and then people came in to take her body away. So they just kept working through all that. So I would imagine that in other areas that are that it's a lot worse. I just think in Tucson, for whatever reason, they kept things maybe because there are newer facilities. But I could see how some people could get stuck in their old ways because what, the way that I see it is Amazon tries to get away with everything that they can up to the point mm. where they have to answer for it. Once they answer for it, then they start changing policies and stuff like that. But up gotcha. till that point, up until that point, they're going to get away with what they can. Okay. You know? So, yeah, that's true. And maybe maybe with the new facilities, too, the way they're designed, maybe, um, you know, maybe the restrooms are closer. Maybe it's not okay. as big of a deal. Okay. So here's the thing. They have, tr- they have training videos for you, right? And uh-huh. I was looking online, and the training video for the job that – for one of the jobs I had, it looked like we had nice floors, right? New concrete, enclosed, everything was fine. Everything mm-hmm. was above board, like perfect. It was like Costco. It was basically like yeah. walking into a Costco. Mm-hmm. Now, the training video had the same exact job I was doing, but the floor was wet. Everyone was wearing, like, snow clothes. It mm-hmm. looked like it had been raining and leaked into the place, and they were just casually showing you how to do the job. And it did not look that well-maintained. Wow. Okay. So that's so that makes a big difference, then. Maybe where you're at. And, um, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Well, thank you. That's what I was, was kind of just wondering. Yeah, well, that's pretty much my experience with Amazon. I'll say that it was good in Tucson, but I can't speak for anything else, really. Right, because other places are probably not as... Obviously, they're not going to be as new, maybe. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, college kids here in Tucson that work there, and I think a mm-hmm. lot of them ended up just staying there and managing it. And okay. there was a lot of young guys, and they were pretty cool, and I liked the way that they ran the company. But mm-hmm. I could see how if you had someone in there who was, like, a stickler or was, like not happy because i worked night crew too and so night mm-hmm. crew was they were just giving it to anybody but once you were mm-hmm. once you took up a shift for the morning um that's when you got the sticklers and they would get mad at you about everything mm-hmm. more so than they do at night but the the morning crew was a little bit more uh difficult to deal with mm-hmm. i would say hmm interesting and you worked both shifts i would take up some morning shifts yeah okay occasionally gotcha. And then I realized it was, like, way too much to handle. But uh, what was I going to say? Something interesting about it was you, I heard that you don't have to test negative for COVID to come back to work. So you could have been out for two weeks and just came back to work and still been, test, been testing positive. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, they get away with what they can up to mm-hmm. the point where people expose them about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, that's uh, that was uh, that was our podcast for today. <laughs> we talked about tragedies throughout history, how terrible Amazon is, and how we wish we could go back in time and buy Super Mario uh, five hundred billion times over. I know, right? Oh, we, we also talked about AI, AI? technology. <laughs> now it hates Hitch. humans. Yeah, Tay the Twitter bot and the Hitch bot. <laughs> Rip. And their untimely death. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this was the finale. Oh, wait. Let me get this queued up here. 
This has been the finale. Or no, this isn't the finale. This is the last recorded episode. I think we're going to make, we're going to keep pushing off this episode. But the uh, special episode is going to be the last one. We'll go out with a bang. And a boom. <laughs> yeah, but we, this is the episode that we're just basically letting you know that season four is going to be coming very soon. It's not going to be a long break in between this and the next season. We're just going to take a short break because we already have season four planning uh, underway. So we're going to do some new things, some different things, and uh, it's going to be exciting. But it's not going to change so much where it's not too crazy scoops. It's still going to be the same podcast. But we have a few new interesting elements that we're just going to add into in addition to kind of um, um, try some different things. Uh, well, it's all the stuff we've wanted to implement since we started the podcast, but we just haven't been able to for one reason or another. So now, yeah. now we'll be able to get together and actually plan it all out so we can get this stuff done. But I think there's a lot of cool things in store. I'm really excited for it. I am too. Um, but sadly, am, it does take planning to do so. <laughs> it does. It takes a little bit of time. So just give us, you know, a little bit of time. And season four, when it rolls out, you will not be disappointed. I can promise you that. So if you already like the oh, podcast. Well, 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 I mean, you know, come on. Let's not sell it too much. <laughs> I, no, no, no. We are going to sell this. <laughs> if, you, if you like the podcast now, you are going to love it when season four comes around. We got some new music coming from Antino. Some new artwork. Uh, he's even going to sing the intro now. No, I'll just play. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, it's going to be good. It's going to be. It's going to be exciting, though. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'm curious to see what everyone thinks. So just sit tight, and we have a, another episode coming next week, which will be our finale, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's we have some really cool guests on that episode, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Yep. So thanks for all the support, everybody. Over the years that we've been doing this. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? To think that. Yeah. So uh, we'll keep it going. It'll be fun. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.